Hey everybody, so school's back in session. The weather is still a little hot and sticky and I bet you're thinking, God, I just do not have enough time to get the things done that I want. So I'm here to help you out with a brand new mini course called Morning Routine Glory. That's right, it is the same challenge that I offered back in March of this year before COVID hit and I decided to make that into a mini course. So all you need is five days and you will be able to create more time in your day and get more stuff done. So to pick this course up right now, go to chrismcpeak.com forward slash M-O-R-N-I-N-G-G-L-O-R-Y. That's chrismcpeak.com forward slash morning glory. Now let's dig right into this week's episode, shall we? You're listening to the Elevate Your 8 podcast, the easily digestible lifestyle show that empowers you to live your happiest, most productive life so you can achieve time freedom. Productivity is just a matter of simple mathematics and prioritization. Honor your work-life balance by working only eight hours a day. Honor your health and wellness by sleeping eight hours every night. Once you figure that out, the rest is gravy, or Jolly Ranchers if ever you prefer. If you're ready for a healthy helping of life-changing wisdom with a side of quirkiness, you're in the right place. Here's your host, dairy-free, karaoke-crazy, future 200 breaststroke national champion, Chris McPeak. Well, hey, you beautiful elevators. Welcome back to the Elevate Your podcast. I'm your host, Chris McPeak. And that whole what happens in Vegas stays in Las Vegas thing is true to a certain extent, except when you when you fail to plan, you should plan to fail. Okay, let me rethink that because I clearly have not, um, you know, figured out that I'm back home and I think I'm still on my anniversary vacation. Okay, so here's the deal. Um, I'm a planner, right? I I love to think ahead. I love to put together fun little adventures and vacations for me and my hubby. I like to kind of have a sense of where I'm going and what I'm going to do when I get there. However, in all beautiful reasons, and some not so beautiful, I am married to an amazing man who's a fantastic husband, a tremendous swim coach, and not a really exceptional planner. God love him. He does his best. And he took it upon himself to plan a weekend for our 26th wedding anniversary just this past weekend for Labor Day. We got married on Labor Day 26 years ago, September 5th. And we love celebrating on the whole weekend, which is kind of nice to do. And this year with COVID restrictions, you know, our, our options were limited. And he tried a dozen different things, bless his heart, until he finally settled on Las Vegas. Chris, we're going to Las Vegas. And I knew this with about 36 hours to plan. Um, we had a flight reservation and a hotel reservation, and that was it. So thinking as much ahead as I could, I grabbed the suitcase and I start pulling clothes out and throwing things in there and thinking like, I'm really excited to take this trip, but I wonder what we're going to do when we get there. So we land at McCarran Airport at a about nine o'clock, a little bit before nine o'clock, and immediately getting off the plane, it's 
like a ghost town. I've never seen that few people in any airport at any time of the day. So it was a little, um, it was a little mind blowing that it was going to be that quiet. But Charles and I, you know, we're in our 50s now. And so we were secretly thinking like, oh, my God, this is going to be so awesome because there's going to hardly be anybody around and it'll be quiet and we can just enjoy each other and sort of have our choice of fun things to do without it being super manic as um, those of you who have been to Las Vegas know that Las Vegas can be. Uh, so yeah, off the plane, grab the luggage and make our way to the cab stand. And it is hot as balls there. Seriously. I mean, it's been pretty freaking hot in Southern California, but, um, I wasn't, I really was not expected to walk out into the air and feel that hit the dry heat. I used to describe, um, what it felt to live like, what it felt to live in Phoenix during the summer. And the best way I could describe that was like you're opening an oven and sticking your face right in it. And that's how I felt when um, we opened the door to go to the cab stand at the airport. So we get our cab almost immediately, which is nice because there's lots of cabs waiting. And off we go to Mandalay Bay Resort. We get there. We get out of the cab. We check in again ghost town like there's nobody there it's super quiet the casino is almost crickets I'm not kidding you guys this was so very bizarre because that is not the Las Vegas that I know so again super excited that we're going to be able to do fun things and it'll be a little bit quiet and not manic right okay get to the room and looking around for where we're going to go eat because we're both completely starving and we need food there are zero restaurants open now this is a saturday night at about 9 30 and there are seriously no restaurants in the casino open at that time i don't know what that was all about it was very bizarre so we finally opt to order in-room dining and everything now in las vegas and i don't know how this is in other cities i've not seen this in la yet but everything in las vegas is now a qr code that replaces the menu so you don't get a paper menu or a plastic menu there's a little stand on the table where you're seated and you scan the QR code and you get the menu on your phone which is kind of genius if you ask me but it took a little bit getting used to so we're digging around looking for the in-room dining menu in the room and can't find it and finally Charles finds the little stand with the the code on it so we order and they tell us it's going to be 60 to 75 minutes so we're thinking like well maybe we'll go downstairs and, and play some table games or something um but we were both pretty pooped so we just wanted to eat and go to bed but uh, room service was a long time coming okay mcpeak get to the point right yes i will get there i promise isn't this a fun story though the fun story of the dead ghost town that is las vegas um L-O-L. So anyway, we finally eat and hang out a little bit and think about what we're going to do the next day. And we go to bed around midnight, which is, is late for us uh, in our old age. We're swimmers. We get up super, super early to get to the pool for 6 a.m. workouts. And so when we go to bed past nine o'clock that's like an event for us right and you guys know me you know the elevate your eight philosophy sleep eight hours every night and only work eight hours during the day so that you can make the best of the remaining eight hours so basically las vegas weekend anniversary trip blew that philosophy all to hell right in my face oh my god crazy time so wake up with no alarm on sunday morning and starting to plan breakfast where are we going to go eat so we once again 
go to the Mandalay Bay website and start flipping through the, the restaurants and seeing what's open. Another thing that I'll share about this Las Vegas trip is that, you know, casinos have in some cases more than a dozen or, or even more opportunities, places where you can go eat. Almost all of them have some kind of shops and food court. But you had to do a sort on the Mandalay Bay webpage to see which venues were actually open because about half of their regular restaurants and stores were closed. All the shows were closed. There were no shows. So, you know, doing the best that they can to figure out the social distancing thing and still allow people to travel there. I mean, Las Vegas is, if nothing else, a truly tourist city, right? So um, we settled on a place we wanted to go for breakfast. And again, remember, we're thinking based on the experience of our night getting into town on a Saturday night in Las Vegas after nine o'clock. And we're thinking there's going to be nobody around on a Sunday because everybody's getting ready to go home. Long weekend or not. Well, we go downstairs and holy hell, world blown wide, wide open. Not people like shoulder to shoulder, you know, uh, following the sheep, whatever, but there were a lot of people there and a heck of a lot more kids than I am used to seeing in Las Vegas. Now, if you have children, you know, please don't take this the wrong way, but Las Vegas, in my opinion, is not a city for kids. Um, this is a grown-up's paradise and a place where um, you should feel free to, you know, do your adult things and whatnot. There's, you know, gambling things everywhere and there's bars everywhere and and waitresses and waiters bringing you free alcohol when you're at your table games and at the slot machines blah 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 so we were both a little taken aback to see the lobby full of people and dozens and dozens of, of families there so we made our way to the restaurant we'd selected for breakfast got there and there is a 40 minute wait uh, circle back to another restaurant that was open for breakfast get there there's about an hour wait so at this point we're like what's open where we can get food right now and I know you don't always think Irish bar um, for breakfast but that is where we settled and it actually turned out to be a really really cool thing because our waitress was amazing she was super nice and the food was delicious and Charles got to have an Irish coffee and this was fantastic so so we got through breakfast and breakfast was great. And then we went into full shopping mode, um, mostly because we didn't really want to go outside and we weren't in a gambling mood at that moment. So spent a lot of time in some stores. He scheduled me to have an appointment at one of the women's boutique stores. And I'd never like she wasn't an official stylist, but I'd never worked with a stylist before, but it was great to go in there and tell her like, you know, we're here in town for our anniversary. He would like me to get dressed up for dinner tonight. And I'm looking forward to trying some new stuff on. And this store woman just went to town on me. She kept bringing me outfit after outfit after outfit. And it was so much fun. And I felt a little bit like Julia Roberts and Pretty Woman after, you know, she was treated by the people in the shitty store. <laughs> and she was treated by the beautiful people in the store that Richard Gere took her to etc etc so this was super fun bought a crap ton of clothes that I probably didn't need but you know what it's my wedding anniversary and Charles had a game plan suddenly about this so did that that was super fun and went back to the room and showed off all my outfits and then it was rush 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 out the door because we both had spa appointments at one o'clock 
Um, Charles got a haircut and I got a manicure and it still looks beautiful. I do not take very good care of my nails because we don't have a dishwasher and I swim a lot, but I have to say my hands look really beautiful today. So another fun thing that we did and yeah, that was super enjoyable. And now I know you're really thinking, okay, McPeak, get to the point, seriously. Okay, so we both look beautiful. We have new things to wear. And now we're trying to figure out where we're going to go to dinner because it's obvious now that we can't just walk in someplace and have a dinner reservation. So we, again, flipped through our lovely phone to figure out where to go, made an open, open table reservation, and had that all figured out. So that was fantastic. Go to dinner. We are the most dressed up people there looking really super stylish. And I just have to tell you, I felt gorgeous. I almost never wear red lipstick, but I wore red lipstick. And Charles looked amazing in his new suit, his new haircut. And we were just, oh my God, we were the belle of the ball right there, the two of us. Get, sit down for dinner and order our dinner. And we're just surrounded by people in shorts and tank tops and children. And from where I was sitting I am thinking like all of the waiters are in are in jackets and ties and they're they're really dressed up and and you know there's specials of the day and this kind of thing and I'm sitting eating with people who look like they just got off the golf course um so that was a little disconcerting and again not to not to knock anybody that that has kids but um I was looking for a grown-up experience this weekend and and thus far we were getting pieces of it but you know not exactly what I was looking for so when we finished dinner we were trying to think like okay well what are we gonna do and we just kind of laid it out like you know we're in our 50s we're here for our 26th wedding anniversary what happens in Las Vegas stays in Las Vegas etc so let's just find a fun club that's open and go act like we're in our 20s again so that's exactly what we did and <laughs> you know, you drink a little bit too much, you forget what time it is, and before you know it, you realize that your flight is supposed to leave at 6 a.m. on Labor Day morning, and it's 2 a.m., you've not packed, you don't have a plan to get to the airport, etc., etc., etc. So, A, I have not pulled an all-nighter in a really, really long time. I did one in college, just one. And I can't even tell you, other than that one time, the last time I did pull an all-nighter. And then when you add alcohol on top of the mix, oh my lord, that was just, you know, unfun. But we made it to the airport, barely. Um, it seemed like everybody else that was at the airport at the time we were, again, we're thinking like there's going to be nobody there. Who's going to leave Las Vegas at 6 a.m. on a Monday morning, Labor Day morning? Well, apparently everybody in Los Angeles that came to Vegas for the weekend wanted on that flight. So we're running, we're running, we're checking our bags super fast, we're doing more running, going through security. I have his laptop, my laptop, his iPad unpacking, throwing things in paper in those, not paper tubs, but plastic tubs, and running some more. And we get there and we get seated and we're told that they're holding the flight because there are apparently 19 people that are still trying to get through security to get on the plane. Oh my fucking God, come on, people, let's go. So Charles and I are, are visibly pooped, visibly frustrated, and we're on an airline that does not offer any sort of snack or beverage service. So add to the fact that we're already still, you know, a little lingering um, 
intoxication, some silliness, and some just darn tired uh, feeling coming over from the last night where we pretended that we were in our 20s again and experiencing Las Vegas like a 20-something person would do. This is all starting to wear on us pretty hard. And all we want to do is for that plane to, go, to take off and for us to get home to LA and go home and go to bed. So fast forward to... The flight, the plane landing, having our dear friend Anthony come pick us up in the truck, head home, grab some fast food for breakfast. Not the greatest idea in the whole world, but crash and burn. End of story. Now, okay, it just took me 16 minutes to tell you my story. <laughs> I'm going to try to tell you my solution as I wrap up today's show. So here's the thing, you guys. We are not always going to feel empowered or in the mood to officially elevate our eight. Sometimes we have to color outside the lines and let ourselves, um, you know, cut loose and have fun and be slightly irresponsible, even as adults. And I think on one's wedding anniversary weekend, this is one of those things that not only is possibly important, but also very, very necessary, especially right now when there's not a lot of positivity in the world as we see it. We're living with a global pandemic that is still raging lots of places, so much so that Charles and I had to leave the state to celebrate our anniversary in a way that seemed fun and exciting to us. Um, I'm not even getting started on the election and what's at stake there. That's a whole podcast in itself. Not just podcast episode, but like a whole podcast. And in, in SoCal, we're dealing with some wildfires right now too. And, and that's a little bit scary. I do have friends that have been directly affected by this. So suffice to say, you know, it's, it's some heavy shit out there right now. And the need to enjoy oneself sometimes gets in the way of elevating our eight. So having said all of that, this is what I have been doing for the past 24, 36 hours to, um, to mitigate those effects. Item one is that in spite of the fact that I was supposed to do about six interviews today for the show and some other things I'm working on, I opted to cancel all of them. Um, Oh, and I forgot to tell you the part where we got home and the air conditioning was funky, but I'm not going to go there. Um, oh, terrible, terrible. So between air conditioning issues and just needing to rest and recuperate and rejuvenate myself, etc., um, sleep, lots and lots of sleep. In my book, Elevate Your Eight, I wrote a whole section on this concept of um whether it's it's actually appropriate or a good idea to try to catch up on sleep on the weekend. And the expert that I was reading about had said, no, this doesn't really work if you make it a habit of staying up late during the week and then catching up on the weekend. So on the one, on the one side of the coin, this is not a great idea all the time. But in our case, all of that extra sleep yesterday helped a lot because today... I feel a lot better. And um, even though I had to cancel all of those things, or I chose to cancel those things for my own wellness and um, my own need to rest, uh, I still am sitting here recording an episode because that stuff has to get done. And I, I feel like a burden's been lifted and that I'm in a position to take a little bit more control of my day so that I can feel a little bit more like myself again. 
The second thing that was really important is I'm so glad I had already scheduled this day off. It was scheduled off to be a business day for me, but it's now become part business day and mostly a recuperation day. And I think, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this in my show before, that having a vacation day after your, after your vacation is absolutely critical to having that buffer between playtime and going back to work time and if if I had had to go back to work today oh my god that just would not have happened more than likely I would have called in sick and just slept the whole day so that's another thing that's super important and then the third thing about this whole what happens in Vegas doesn't always stay in Vegas is that especially when you're in a climate like Las Vegas when it's so dry but we did not properly hydrate and I think if I had just put a little bit more energy and effort into making sure that we both stayed hydrated throughout the weekend we both be feeling a lot better today um, and there really was no like heavy hangover per se but the exhaustion um, because of all of our youthful super youthful behavior during our anniversary weekend um, took a toll for sure and I think it's safe to say that that's something I don't want to do on a regular basis but dang it was fun to do so <laughs> the moral of the story is that from time to time it's okay to deviate from this even if you hadn't planned to do so but it's super important that you recognize that this was a choice and that you didn't feel forced or coerced into, you know, misbehaving slightly, and that you enjoyed for what it was. And for Charles and myself, this was a beautiful anniversary weekend for us to get out of town and celebrate and be together and in enjoy that time to just have fun and, and remember all of the years that we've been together. Um, super important for us to play around with that. And now that I'm back, it's time to get back on the horse and remember that elevating my eight is essential for me being the productive person that I'm used to being. For me being the productive person that I want to teach you how to be. So just take this example as something that every now and then you're going to do, okay? And it's okay, um, but finish the sort of reckless behavior and and go back to remembering what it means to elevate your eight and what that means for me today is going to bed at seven and getting ready to hit the pool tomorrow morning and I think that that water is going to feel so so good and I'm going to be glad to be back on my regular routine so once again my friends thank you so much for tuning in to the Elevate Your 8 podcast. I hope that many of you will check out the new mini course that I talked about in the opening. Uh, I'm really proud of that course and and I am really excited for you all to, to pick it up and, and try it out. I believe so strongly in the morning routine and I think you will find that it is essential and very helpful to creating more time in your day. So with that, have an amazing week, everyone, and I will check in with you next time here at Elevate Your 8. I'm out here. <laughs>